A podcast network. We're Buttes, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. With the help of our friend, Synchronicity Radio 8-Ball Give us a shake Radio 8-Ball Give us a shake It's a Radio 8-Ball show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andros Jones, hanging out here at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with our musical guest, Joe Bourdais. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody is saying hey back to you, Joe, and uh, just accept their haze. Just wave back at Thank them. Thank you. Oh, yeah. They, Got them. They're loving you. This is a... We're having a blast. We're getting to hang out with you and a bunch of your friends. And now we have another another one of your fellow... Well, we're going to find out how you know each other. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Sonia Midtune. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes, it is. Thanks Mid-tune. for having me. Wonderful. You have, the, you have such poetic... It's like a Dickens novel here. We had yeah. Mr. Failure and Ms. Midtune and Mr. Bourdais. Oh, this is so... I feel like, yeah, yeah I'm in a That's wonderful novel. That's what my novel. life is like. Yeah. It's really... It's charmed, basically. Yeah, so how did uh, how did you wrangle Ms. Midtune? Ms. is okay? Yes. Oh, yes, Ms. Midtune, <laughs> to uh, to be a part of our Pop Oracle Well, session. she's very agreeable in the first place, so that helped. You're a yes-and kind <laughs> of person. I like to say yes. This is a great place for, you know, this is, this. that's I what comedy is built people. on. Huh? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty agreeable. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm sure that there's things that you'll you'll be like, no. Yeah, we've already established <laughs> it's okay that. To say Part no. of freedom is <laughs> being Reagan able to say us. no. No, no, not don't. She doesn't get to own no. She said, "Give her no." <laughs> no. What else does she have? <laughs> she, well, okay. The the I don't know the the incarceration of a generation of young men on on her Oof. on her conscience. Anyway, no, no let's, politics. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> back to so Sonia, you're an agreeable person. But you work. You were saying before we came on that uh, you work together in some sort of guitar emporium. Yes, that's exactly. Indeed, it is. we both. Uh, um, Work for a uh, get custom guitar manufacturer named James Trussart Custom Guitars. Uh, How do you spell Trussart? T R U S S A R T. It would be Trussart. Uh, ah, um, but we Americanize it because it, there's artwork involved. It's Trussart. Right. I think. I think that's my intuition about why. We don't, uh, That's we, why I used to mispronounce Alan Toussaint's name as Alan Toussaint, because he is a saint. Exactly. Right. Right. If there's room for uh, artistic interpretation. Yes. Uh, anyway, they're custom guitars, and uh, we have a great time uh, making them, playing them, now you, making uh, demo uh, movies uh, for them and so, things. Yeah, what do you do? So well, what do you do, Sonia, with the, with the company? I do all of the... Uh, invoicing, social media office stuff, and then 
and then I sometimes go to the workshop and bother Joe. Got it. So yeah. Joe, I'm the painter. I paint custom guitar you finishes. Paint, now, super good at it. Joe, you're you're there's there's some, there's some red herrings flowing around out here. You had said you work in the film business. Now, mm-hmm. I've worked in the film business and the painting of guitars is really a very niche job. I can't imagine that that is your gig in the film business. Uh, no, I don't paint. I don't paint things for film. I am a uh, sound engineer. Oh, sound! So you is that like I a fill boom my opera? days. I fill my days and nights holding uh, a boom or sitting at the. I'll do whatever is necessary. I've I've held the boom. Yeah, many times. Um, uh, usually, location mixer. Location mixer. Mm-hmm. You just sit there and you'd make sure that we hear that everyone's heard. I sit comfortably and I make sure everyone's heard. Did you watch did you watch the Oscars last night? I did not. There were all these commercials about the I don't know if it's like Kmart commercials, and they were all showing the person, styling the person, doing the styling. So there would be like they'd show some people talking and there'd be and there'd be the record the mic and they would go to you sitting at your little thing and someone would put a you know, a sweater over you and be like, oh, we dress nice. the people who, you know. So that's very nice. No one has ever put ever a sweater done that over my you. shoulder. Yeah. Like honoring the people behind the Yeah, scene. they were saying that, yeah. but I was like, I've never seen any of this yeah, stuff happen. happen. <laughs> um, but uh, aside from uh, all the things that we do uh, 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 in those regards, uh, Sonia is an excellent singer-songwriter with a new single out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And are you involved in the single or in uh, just I'm, as, as a, a cheerleader? As a cheerleader. Yeah. You have a new single out. Well, can we can we'll be able to get it to put at the end of this podcast? Ooh, uh, It'll run in May. Yes. Yes. So. No, it's out. It's, out. it's been out. What's the name of the single? It's called My Light. Your Light. Yeah. My Light. My Light. Yes. Right. And it's I like, would... as in, where's my lighter? <laughs> exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it's about. Is that that's, that's like the theme? It's about I don't like my cigar. Looking for a lighter for a cigarette because I <laughs> smoke cigarettes. Joe's laughing because I've it's never had true. one. Um, that, so that is no, something but, you'll say no to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I say yes to go. the fact that I would say no, but I think is that um, a synchronicity or are we really <laughs> grasping? I think yeah, I think it. you'd never know. I mean, it's, <laughs> the way I think the way you're thinking of it probably isn't, but for someone else out there. That's the thing is we don't know what the context is of the people who are hearing this. You could be they could be someone just trying to quit smoking today and they're like, I want to be more like Sonia. I'm, where's my light? Right. right? You don't need yeah, your light. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you want to be like me, because uh like cigarettes make me nauseous, so you can't That would be great. You'd that quit immediately. Is nature's way of I'm telling, telling me you no. something's wrong. Yeah. And that's a spirit <laughs> reference and that's a rock and roll reference. You're going to hear lots more of those here. I love it. Radio 8 Ball. No, but one reason why we, I think, on my side, one reason why we've become good friends is um, there's this kind of this L.A. phenomena that is you can't really be genuinely friends with someone if you hate their art. Yeah. And went to a few of Joe's gigs and love his music. Oh, I thought so, you were going to say that I totally am deciding totally, to break that yeah. rule. I hate his music, but we have become such great friends. No, no, no. I think I think it's next to impossible to be genuinely great yeah. friends with somebody who you think kind of sucks. Yeah. And that's just a funny L.A. thing. I'm from Minnesota, so that's not a thing there. Yeah. Not at mm. all. Interesting. I, I don't never know. thought about that, actually. Yeah, I feel like my... I've, I've lived my life like that a fair amount, and I don't think that's 
pay I don't think that pays off. Actually, I feel like one of the things that has helped me make help things get easier for me in the last decade or so is giving up on that. Like I have I've been I've I'm con- not only say I'm constantly, but many many times I've been surprised because I have a very lax my I don't know not lax, but I my booking strategy is I tr- someone says that someone's great, I'm going to trust them and have them come on. And I've had people on who I thought I was not... When I was doing a, a weekly radio show, and we just had to get people in. And I remember a couple of guests who I had on, I was like, mm, kind of boring, not really that impressed. But hey, you know, they don't sound bad. Have them on. And then in the context of the synchronicity of asking a question and really listening selfishly, I'd be like, oh, by the end of the set, they're actually really good, you know? And the... the that awareness has been like, oh, well, how many other things am I walking around thinking they suck? But a lot of times that was because I was more of a performer. When you're a songwriter, I feel like you kind of need to have a little bit of a warrior thing about that. Like, I don't want that to influence me. And I want to be clear in my artistic choices that that is something I will never do. And that could get definitely get in the way of friendship. Because if you look at someone as a toxic song destroyer. (laughs) I think of it more as it being, like, to rephrase it, it's kind of just a bummer. Yeah. When you go, when you like someone and you go see their music and they suck. Yeah, it's just, it's it's just a bummer. You feel like... And then they get signed and become huge. okay. I mean, you can still be friends, but you, like, I have this friend uh, who is a photographer and I love her pictures, she loves my music, and we've become really close and, you know... She does pictures for me, and so, you know, that's kind of the trade-off, and it's not a, it's not like I'm using her. She's one of my right. best friends, but if I thought she was really terrible at taking pictures, then I would have had to kind of dance around this right. and be like, I don't really want to be your subject. You right. know, it would have been this whole yeah. different situation, but I'm so genuinely into it, so I we're get good it. friends. Mm-hmm. Have it's like you, this awkward line. Have you ever, has there ever been someone who you they really liked you? Like a friend who really liked you and then you found out that they don't really like what you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing that comes to mind is uh, a few years ago when I had my first show, maybe it's like five, six years ago, I had my very first show and I worked, I was working retail and I had made such good friends with all the people there, and I gathered a bunch of people, and I swear to God, half those people I've never seen again. <laughs> and they've ne- certainly never come back to see a show. And I'm like, oh, I'm better, guys. I'm way better now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it's your friends are your first audience, you know, yeah. if you're mm. doing art. So, um, yeah, that was definitely a thing. And then they would uh, avoid... <laughs> Me telling them about my shows forever yeah. <laughs> after that, and now I don't work there, so it doesn't matter. But mm, got so it. yes, that's totally happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I hope not recently, but uh, I don't know. Definitely that time. Would it be hard for you now if they still wanted to be your friend? Like if there was someone. I'll get to your question, but this is—I think this is an interesting dynamic that you're bringing up. So if they were your friend, or like I don't know, like you're, yeah, let's just say say a friend, because that's pretty—that's not charged. You're hanging out. You're like, and they and they see your your they come to see your show, and it's not like they hate it, but you're like after the show, you say, oh, and they stick around, and, and they're like, it's good, it's really good, cool. I'll come out again, definitely. And you just know that it didn't really just, impact them. Yeah, yeah. They're nice, and they're like, can you still be friends with someone who you can who you know just doesn't listen to your record? Oh yeah, 
Yeah. I, yeah, I think I most prefer friends that don't, don't like my music. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I feel like I, lots of you're friends the don't. exception. <laughs> yeah. the rule. Um, no, I'm I'm uncomfortable if, if people you, think it's really good because I that, don't trust them and I don't believe. Oh, really? That I'm, you know. That sounds like a personal complex. It's a personal <laughs> complex. Yeah, absolutely. And but, also, you've had you've been signed. You've had a certain amount of success and uh, f- positive response from people who like music to know to have a certain amount of confidence that what you're doing is like. I think if if you haven't had that, there's more of a pressure on the people who are closest to you to give you to be your audience. Whereas if you can go out and play to an audience of 50 people or 100 people, then you don't necessarily need your best friend to also be your biggest fan. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. I so. suppose that helps. Did you, when you, know, you were it's young? It's really down to you. It, you've did you gotta, feel like that? You've got to build up the... You've got to get it to the level uh, in your head. What I think it's called the art gap uh, mm-hmm. between... Uh, uh, the work that inspired you, the initial work, mm-hmm. which is typically brilliant work, right. that moves you or any performer so intensely that you devote your life to something. Once you do that and you start making work, you realize that you are, you can't see me because it's radio, but I've got one hand up high and i got one hand two feet below it. The high hand is the level of the greatness, and this way down here, this mark way low, is the crap that you're starting with. You've got to work and work and work to close that gap between the ins- the work that inspired you and what you're capable of doing. Yeah. So, you know, people work their whole careers to do that. If you see that gap narrowing, you're, you know, you should be happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then other people, you know, if they're listening to John Lennon, or any of the great writers of the 20th century, you know, if they're going to a coffee house to hear me and expecting John Lennon, well, I don't know. Well, it would uh, just be the wrong cop. <laughs> it would be the wrong cop. But I do, like, I do yeah. feel like there. I have friends who are artists, and I feel like there's this thing about music. To me, the way, like, the, the way I sort of get out of this <clears throat> comp- artists competing with each other is, like, if... When you're listening to it, you wouldn't rather be listening to something else. For that moment, it's as good as like. Sure. You know, I'm not listening to this and thinking, God, I really wish I was listening to God Only Knows. It's a better song. <laughs> I don't know why I'm wasting my time listening to this piece of crap, right? Or I just I, wish I wasn't. Here I doing feel that this. some sometimes specifically, I think to myself, I wish I was listening to God Only Knows. <laughs> On a pristine uh, first edition vinyl, <laughs> instead uh, in of a whatever listening space, instead, instead of whatever of... I'm listening to right <laughs> yeah. now, yeah, I suppose maybe. <sighs> but in general, when a song comes on and I'm not thinking that, like I'm, and it comes on and it could be a Bart Davenport song, like Bart is going to be, an, he would not say, "Oh, I'm comparable to John Lennon or whatever." But I know that there are certain songs that when it's on. I am definitely just listening to that, and it is as good as anything that has ever been recorded. There's a certain level of just, like, you don't suck, and you are what you are exactly, right? And if you like that thing, like, if you, there are people who don't like John Lennon. There are people who don't like, no one doesn't like Joe Bourdais, but there are people, (laughs) but the idea, you know, there's there's always, it's just, it's it's such a taste thing, but in that moment when something's great, when we're listening to to My Light... 
Not well, my don't, light, don't people. Say it yet. No. Her light. It could suck. Oh no, we've already no. established. It's, this has been established. I can't be your friend if I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> no, we're no, we're, no, we're no. here. But I, I, I... <laughs> the stakes are really high now. <laughs> oh God. Well, we all want you to like us. Something you said, Joe, that makes me crack up is like when you said that when you hear a friend really like your music, you kind of get taken, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that reminds me of some some friends I have, especially that are not in the music world that really like my music. The only way that my, this is my complex here, the only way that I hear them saying, I love your music or your pretty voice or something, I hear my mom's words going, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> and it's meaningless suddenly. Oh. You that's know what I mean? right. Where it's like, oh, you just can't accept the compliment. Oh, that's nice, darling. Oh, I love that. No, well, my mom's genuine too, but I just, I'm just saying I know what all you're, moms, yeah. all moms will love. Not mine. I would hope. And it's like, Not, I need more than my mom to like this, you know. Oh, see, I love, this you know, is, this is me appreciative for my, for my hypercritical mother. I love you, mom. Oh, yeah. I love you, mom, too. <laughs> mom, you know how I feel. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love you, too. So, uh, let's get to your question now. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? Yeah, well, Sunday? I was thinking about, you know, the big ones. Like, if I really had an eight ball... You have like, it better than an eight ball. This is much like, more. Like, you know, eight ball. How do I die? But, but I'm not going to ask that. It's been asked. I'm going to ask a big one though. Oh, okay. And it's radio eight ball. What is my fate? What is your fate? You want to be specific in terms of like, in terms of what? There's a lot of fates. Like today, this week, your life in your life total. Like if I, if I, if someone was giving a little recap of my life, if I was. If mm-hmm. I had passed, like what would have been my fate? Okay, well That's now fate. to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the Ooh. wheel of fate. Give it a, a good spin because it's it's. Na 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 na. Wheel of fate. Song number two, which is El Capitan. Mm. I love this song. Mysterious. Your fate. Is El Capitan. I don't know what my same. fate will be if, about singing and playing it.
everything out Cast it all into the sea In the rocks and the foam And I'd run and erase Mile after mile Once again to see your face Feel the warmth of your smile El Capitan, the answer was performed by Joe Bourdais. The answer to Sonia's questions, question, what's my fate? What is the song that we will sing of her after the fact of her existence? So I have some ideas and uh, I'm curious to hear what you think. But first, Joe, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Yeah. El Capitan, uh, inspired obviously by Yosemite Valley. You wrote it last night after seeing that uh, Free Solo won the Academy Award for. Again, I didn't watch the Academy okay. Awards. Yeah, but you were channeling them. You're channeling them. <laughs> I must have known yeah. that they would have been featured. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote the song uh, uh, after being inspired by the place. The song is a about um, perceiving uh, uh, higher consciousness or other planes of being mm-hmm. whilst in the park or in other places of, you know, extreme natural beauty that you have to think like, well, ha- how did that happen? Like, what? who mm-hmm. shaped these? A glacier. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh the second verse has more to do with uh, remembering, uh, kind of having a familial, uh, because generations of of my family and many other people's families have been there over and over. So, if I go there with my mother, she can remember her grandmother in the park, mm-hmm. and, and then I'm making new memories. I was there with uh, the Whispering Pines band, and we played a. Sh- gig somewhere nearby mm-hmm. uh, and spent the whole day hiking in there. Um, so uh, it, it was something about, well, I perceived, uh, uh, I think uh, I was thinking about my grandmother who had passed away and thinking, well, she's kind of here in a way because my memories of her are here, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what that song is speaking to. Hmm. Well, there's a there's definitely some some fodder for interpretation there. But uh, what did you think upon listening to it, Sonia? Um, let's see. Well, I know this song because I've been to a few of his shows. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun to listen to it in a different context. Mm-hmm. You know, because 
You know, I thought I knew the words. But then I heard a lot more things that I didn't, I don't hear upon listening to it because I do have his record mm-hmm. and I do play it at home. Thank you. Um, yeah. There's a there's a line in the first verse, uh, something that's like beyond flesh and bone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of hearing that in a, like, for lack of a better word, spiritual way, I feel like I was hearing this um, in a way of how I feel about my life, which is I want something more than what I'm doing. You right. Know, more than more than this. You mm-hmm. know, when is this phase going to end? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I can definitely hear your story in the song, but also coming from the context of what's my fate, I was hearing just... Um, I want something bigger than XYZ. much deeper than much deeper than mere flesh and bone is the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's kind of also what I strive for in my conversations and relationships. I just want something right. deeper than the you know right small well, talk. So. The protagonist in the song is looking for the exact same thing. In the song, it's like I I I hear the calling. But it's so subtle, I I can't see it, you know. And I think yeah. that that was the line that I honed that. in on was that exactly that line that place a place so I hear you calling me a place so subtle I can't see, and I feel like even though you you phrase your question is what will people say afterwards, from where you're asking it, it's this sense like our fate or our destiny or our path, our purpose, all of these things, they seem because we see them. Because we see everyone else's in in retrospect. Like, clearly that person was meant to make symphonies. Clearly that person was meant exactly. to make art. Yeah. But for them, the path to get there is much more subtle and has a lot of things of paths not taken to them where they're thinking, maybe I should have just got a regular job and had a family. Or what have you done? You know, so we see it in retrospect as, oh. Yeah, that's what they were going to do. But for us who are living it, it is a very this exactly the way you describe it. There's something I know I'm called to something, but I don't really. And if you think you know what it is, then life is going to be a process of that being adjusted. Right? I am. Yeah. This is the way it's supposed to happen. Well, get ready because <laughs> yeah, right. even if it does, it's probably not going to happen that way, right? So, yeah, I just thought that was a, that was a beautiful answer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, but what is the answer? What does it say? What's your fate? Well, okay. So, <laughs> let, well, there's a there's a few there's a few different things. First of all, if I was going to give the cheesiest reading possible, you're you know you're the you're the captain. She, she was the captain. She was the leader. She was the el capitan. Yeah, el capitan. But then there's also the sense of scaling the heights of trying of trying to reach something. I, I was I made a joke, but literally, I I don't. Before last night, I wouldn't. If you had said Al Capitan, I would not have had a picture in my mind of what it was. But in watching yeah. the Oscars and they were showing the clips from this documentary, which, right. by the way, one of our our production folks was actually at a, an event where for the for Fox, oh, the company that put that out. So he was talking about it earlier. So there was already this when that song came up. We were like, oh, this is going to be <laughs> rife for synchronicity. And it won the it it won it won. Oh, and it's about nice. a guy who did who climbed it free and solo, like with okay. no, you know, basically very just very dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous. And I hear it's an amazing, amazing thing. But again, it's a story about someone who achieved something that people said was impossible. Mm-hmm. So in the most, uh, you know, the most 
sort of obvious, the most obvious reading of it is the most positive reading. Right. Is, is, and because of what you're talking about, his story about his grandmother and feeling her after the fact, even though she's gone, that he's still here carrying the legacy and the memory, that seemed to also speak to the way you phrased the question. That yes, totally. You will be informing people's mm-hmm. mushroom trips I think a direct, long after your death. I direct indirect answer to the actual question would be um, a life of deep meaning is what I hear. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lovely life. It depends. Really? A life of deep meaning? I don't know. <laughs> I have most of the people who I... Well, you, would you want a life of shallow meaning? I wish I could. I wish I could. Well, deep meaning is subjective, right? <laughs> I wish I could just be happy with the, in the shallows. My, my experience yeah. of the deepest people I know, and, we, uh, and I guess, see, I was about to include myself among them. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a very shallow thing to be caught up in the, to be lost in the depths of your own you know, mind of thinking about like, okay, well, yeah, to right here, we're having a wonderful time, but expand your context and what does it take to allow this to happen? And then, you know, and then you get to the place of the madness that makes you become an artist. It's like, oh, I gotta, I have to reconcile these dueling, this sense of the utopia that's possible here right. and the awareness of the nightmare that's next door, right? And right. could be here if I, you know, if, if something went wrong. Well, let's call it a life of deep enough meaning. Okay, sorry. Uh, also, uh, to finish, uh, to, to sure. one more thought about uh, El Capitan is yes. that right now or recently, it may have already concluded, but there's the once a year phenomenon uh, where the sun, the the winter sun, is at the perfect angle to illuminate a waterfall to for a few minutes at at, at dusk to make it look like a firefall or a lava. Thing and photographers were flocking there. I think this was just yes, last week. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if that's concluded yet. Oh, but, uh, should I? That synchronicity, uh, yeah. I think, near synchronicity, if that's happening uh, at the same time as this uh, show taping. Well, it, yeah, it's pretty. It's, I've just looked up online. There's something from February 20th, so it's definitely this week. There we go. So, there you go. And what is it called? Did you see the name of that? It's not Firefall. Yeah, it is it Firefall. Is. It yeah. is Firefall. Isn't that Which also is another a great, band from the seventies? Band. Yeah. <laughs> what was their What was their song? Oh, so many. Uh, well, um... doesn't matter right. firefall which little, i do little, know how to play but little, apparently not right now no that sounded great <laughs> there was a little little taste of firefall well uh and now listeners are going to get a little taste of my light by my light but yes <laughs> it, you're gonna get ready for the it's going to be the who's on first of pop singles <laughs> and now we have my light from sonia midtune <laughs> okay cool i've never thought of 
Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio
しょう！